Edwards and JBL is great! Hi, I'm Tom Ogden, proud Welshman. You're watching the Rugby Arts Cymru Ambeth. Mm. Hey, what do you guys think of JBL, John Bradshaw Layfield? JBL's an ass. Yeah. This is the Rugby Odds, where an unlikely pundit panel of a wordsmith, a WWE legend, a rugby star, and a supermodel scour the globe, seeking best bets and bad behavior. Are you not entertained? Thank you, thank you, thank you, but please, please, uh, I know that you're not just applauding for me, you're applauding for the rugby odds, and rightfully so, but I, I don't want anybody to get confused. I deserve no applause this week. I was awful again, but more on that later. And if you look in the sponsor, Opportunity Green Room, you'll see John Bradshaw Layfield, the WWE Hall of Famer turned rugby advocate, basically alone because King Gifte Belu is not with us this week. That's right. He's on the road. He is on the road for various reasons. We'll discuss uh, during the course of the show, perhaps, and maybe not. But in the meantime, let's bring in John Bradshaw Layfield. John! Uh, we were four and eight last week, and that's partly the reason why Gift is not with us today, John. He has been banned, and it was not banned because of his picks. It was banned because of the way he mispronounced Capuazzo. Capuazzo. He can say whatever he wants. You're not like like the, the you're not like the gatekeeper of the language. Oh yes, I am. No, you're somebody from Bayonne, New Jersey, who barely speaks English. Why are you the arbiter of? Oh, I, I think you guys speak like me. I grew up with a lot like of Italians. Because you speak like a Jersey rat. Capuazzo, hey, Capuazzo, nice. Tell it, boy. Do something else racist so we can lose more people from more countries. <laughs> that is not racist. That is an affectation of an accent, uh, no, which yeah, I learned growing up with Italians. Awful. This isn't about politics. It's about rugby. Let's stick to the show's format. John, what did what did you take away from last week? Scotland has blown almost blown two games. They blew the one against France. They dominated the French. The French without Dupont are not the same team. They are not near a top-level, world-class team without DuPont. And oh, that there's so go good. that's going out on a limb. The Scots, now they have a good good first half against the Welsh, but then they almost blow the game down there. Of course, a couple of yellow cards, big you know, big part of that. The, by the way, the Welsh, two yellow cards for uh, England as well, playing with 13 players. So it's, you know, teams have been very dis undisciplined against Wells. Either that or Wells is, is putting pressure on them, which could be the case because you had a bunch of young guys who are playing very hard rugby. But I, the Scots, uh, I, they're not favored. They're favored against England. I think they probably should be up in Scotland. Yeah, and you know what? I, I really uh, came away liking what Jamie George said right after the match. They put the mic under him. It's oh, now stadium. you're his fan. I, I never said I wasn't his fan. You I were. just you called him your man crush. No, don't forget Jamie George. All right, listen, I don't get Jamie jealous. George all the time when I mention the top three from Saracens. Oh, you don't know, forget Jamie George. Jealousy is fun. not Jamie a good George fit for you. Jamie George is a world-class rugby player and a great guy. Jealousy is not a good fit for you. I I, I know he's your man I, crush. I'm not, the I'm one not hitting on Jamie, your man crush. Jamie George going on Twitter and being a troll. Oh, look at me. Look at me. So he's managed to get mic'd in a two-person show, which is a which is a brand-new record. I'm going to finish my point about Jamie George. Jamie George, as the captain, Mike under him after a very tough loss, there goes John, says, 
I'm relieved. You don't see that too often. It shows to me that he's a good captain. Gift does have a couple of things that he wanted to share with us via his travels. So here's what he had to say about last week. What's up, y'all? What's up, champ? I hope you're doing well. Uh, I just want to clear up some things as to why I'm not able to be out there uh, for the show today. But, you know, I need to make sure that uh, it, it's there because the lies are too heavy. You know, there's rumors talking about that I'm not able to be there because of some nonsense about not being able to pronounce names and getting a ban. And we know that's not right. The reality is I am overwhelmed and tired of the false accusations that Mr. McCarthy has put out there from poor camera work. Uh, uh, New Jersey accusations, you know what, enough is enough. So I'm going out to Southeast Asia, go enjoy some good sun and beaches and some great rugby and then go off from there. But before I fly out and make my way to the glorious lands that are beyond, I want to talk a little about what I saw from this week. Number one, Scotland is the 49ers in the Super Bowl. They got all the tools to get there, but have none of the capability of being able to finish out. They can own all the minutes, but for some reason, the mentality does not allow them to finish. And number two, England. England is going to be playing everything dirty. Wales played a good game, young team, but this is an England issue, not a Welsh positive. And I don't know if George Ford is as good of a fly half as I thought he was, but England is going to be playing dirty. Still have him as my favorites to win the Six Nations. Hope you guys have a good one. We're fighting accusations. Oh, boy. Always on the money, that gift. We have to take a quick break. We'll be right back. Need a great price on a new vehicle? Sheehy makes it easy. Easy Price shows you our lowest prices on the Mid-Atlantic's largest selection. Find your best price online or at any of our 31 dealerships. It's easy at Sheehy. Sheehy.com. If you're in New York City and want to watch some great rugby, have some great food, and some great times, go to the world's best rugby pub, The Pig & Whistle, on West 36th Street. And we are back. John, since we're not getting along on this two-person show, let's you. add a third. George Hook, once again, is joining us. George, welcome back. George Hook! Yeah! Woo! All right! Yeah. Yes, yes, yes! My week is made. Hook is back, yes. Yes! Back. All right, so George, you're in Dublin. Patty Power's over in Dublin. You saw what they did this week. They gave what they called a justice refund to all people that bet Scotland because they felt that it was an egregious end to that match, that it was an earned and deserved and obvious try that the bunker and the referee ruled was not a try. What is your take on all of that? Well, I played rugby with Paddy's father, uh, and he wouldn't have given the money back. He was made of much sterner stuff. But the son is a marketeer, as we know, because he owns half the civilized world. Um, so this is purely a marketing ploy, pure and simple. Bookmakers do not have a heart. In fact, when a bookmaker is taken to the cemetery, they actually put a stake in his heart just to make sure. <laughs> you see, I, I agree with that. I, this this is a great marketing ploy. This is terrific. But they're not asking guys who claim they won to give the money back. So it's not like this. You know, those these things happen in sport. Mistakes happen. You know, sometimes they're in your favor. Sometimes they're against you. Yeah. I think it's great. I'm an old romantic and I love this. I, I love the fact that this guy or this company is is doing this in a heartless, cruel world, as George, as you just said, of gambling. I think it's tremendous. And it would make me want to bet with Patty Power more. 
I mean, that's yeah, the hook, isn't get, it? No, I agree. I mean, I really feel sorry for Paddy. Uh, he may have to, you know, not hold off on putting extra petrol in his Rolls Royce this week <laughs> uh, just to pay for this expense. I, you know, he is one of the people in the world I really feel sorry for. <laughs> George, the biggest question is you go to the TMO, you go to that silly bunker. And you still say this is not a trial. I, I thought it obviously was a trial. What was your thought? I don't know, all right, to be honest. But on the balance of probabilities, it was a try. And there was a wonderful article today by a, a former international referee who talked about a jury. And the jury is told... If on the balance of reasonable doubt you find this guy guilty, he's guilty. Now, if, if a judge were, were given an injunction to the TMO, he would have said, on the balance of probability, is this a try? McNeese actually, I think, swallowed it because he was about to say, I agree, it's a try. And the ref was about to change his mind. Yeah. And then McNeese said, I'll have another look. And then he said, I now can't find absolute certainty. Uh, I mean, bloody hell, you know? So, but, it, but the thing is, we are talking about something that happened in the final seconds of the game. What we are not talking about is that the game was awful, beyond awful. And Scotland were in front. And for the second week in a row, Scotland were in the front. And then they sit on their backsides for the second half. They almost lost it last week. And they did lose it this week. So, George... Like, this game is in danger of implosion. George... We were just worried about injury. Now we're worried about the whole nine yards of it. This game needs to be fixed. How do you fix it? How do you technically fix it? What rule change do you put in? Well, in my view, despite Johnny Sexton and all these other guys, the greatest fly half that ever lived, uh, for Ireland certainly, and maybe for world rugby, was the late 1940s, early 50s, a guy called Jack Kyle of Ireland, right? And... In my media career on television, I interviewed Kyle donkeys years later. And he said to me, he said, George, explain something to me. And I said, come on, Jack, how can I explain something about rugby to you? And he said, well, what I don't understand, he said, is why is everybody running at each other? Why don't they run where there's space to avoid the tanker? And that's the fundamental weakness of the game now. The first instinct of the ball carrier is to run and another guy and just charge into him. Ba-boom! And like, that'll happen. 20 times. And then somebody will decide maybe to run with it or more likely, more likely, kick the thing and then fella catches it and he kicks it and then fella catches it and he kicks it. All right. I want to change gears and I want to go to the, uh, to the Ireland. And last week, George, your Munster was showing because not only did you pick O'Mahony as the greatest leader of all time and knock down Sexton a couple of notches in the process, 
but you also were using the pronunciation, the Cork, I think, pronunciation of Crawley as opposed to Crowley. And mm-hmm. most are saying Crowley. They're not disputing whether you're right or wrong, but I want to know what you think of the kid after his performance this weekend. Do the missed conversions uh, concern you? Well, if I can just go back, his name is Crowley because he's from Cork, right? But if he were in Dublin, he'd be called Crowley. But when I came from Cork to Dublin, none of the girls would dance with me because of my Cork accent. So I promptly changed my Cork accent to a melodious Dublin accent. And sadly now, I've forgotten my heritage and I call the out half Crowley. (laughs) And for that, I am guilty as sin. Um, But he did really well. I mean, to be fair, he did well. Now, like, we're still only talking two matches. Like, let's not get carried away. It's only two games. Well, but, but would you be what, what would you be saying if he sucked the two matches? Well, that'd be a problem. He didn't. I'm not. I'm, I didn't go after the kid. I didn't go after the kid at all. The the thing is that a lot of people are saying, "Well, poor old Wales." They, they've lost two games Ooh. by a combined total of five points. England have won two games by a combined total of five points. Now, on the other hand, Ireland have scored what? 31, 36? Have scored 67 points. Yeah. Have scored, have got a, bon- a try bonus in each game. In other words, more than four tries. Like, Ireland are playing different kind of rugby. But if Ireland get dragged down and it, it can't, and the Italians did half a job, yeah. but the pack isn't good enough. If a, the smashing back line, pack isn't good enough. If Ireland get dragged into an arm wrestle and don't get quick, quick ball, then it could be a different game. But George, that was basically a B team for Ireland against Italy, and they still ran him out of the park. Oh. And they had a bunch of tries disallowed. <laughs> But I mean, it's there's a few guys on that speed team who take grave offense at some <laughs> amateur media analyst in New York. They're gonna beat you to death, Matt. Will it result in views or clicks? <laughs> I'll I'll take it. Oh, because no, you would never say that. anything. You would I'm never say like, anything like that. You would never Jack say anything. Jack Coonan at age, like it hardly call him a B. Let me rephrase the depth that they have, but it wasn't the same starting side against France that it was against Italy. No, but but what Farrell is doing is he is moving the guys around because, as we know, injuries will happen. So what he's doing is preparing for an eventuality of injury by giving other people games. You know, I, I'm all in favor. Now, I if he'd asked, of course, he was going to take a hide But, I mean, I'm, what I'm saying is that's what coaches do. They make a decision, and then they live or die by it. And so far, he's living. Well, he's got the luxury of that depth. John, you had something you want to ask, George. Yeah, George, I, my question is about England. You, you've got England that look very undisciplined. And my, so my question has two parts. One is about England. Is England as undisciplined as they look? Are they just not as good as England normally is, and Wales on the other side. Both times came back strong in the second half. Is it because of the competition, or is it because Gatlin has a bunch of young guys who just simply play rugby very hard for 80 minutes? 
Well, it's hard for me to sound nice about Gatland, as uh, only Joe Schmidt is below him in my <laughs> role of dishonor and coaching. But uh, the <laughs> thing is, Wales, Wales is in a bad place. And for to be fair to Gatland, which is difficult for me, to get Wales within a few points of his opponents two weeks running is a, is a real achievement. If you want to test of Gatlin and Wales, you're going to get it in two weeks because they come to Dublin to play Ireland and then you're going to get a real test of it. You got to be, you know, feeling somewhat uh, better about Wales now with what Gatlin has these guys come and play. They're, they're right there. They're basically giving away wins with a very young team. I mean, this team could be dangerous in a couple of three years. What happens in three years is fine. Gatlin's going to be judged and Wales are going to be judged based on the next month. As a pal of mine said at lunchtime yesterday, he said they're going to win the wooden spoon for the five nations. So, I mean, no, it's going to be second last. <laughs> All right, George, before we let you go, John, anything else for George? No, he's he's satisfied by questions. You know, I feel comfortable with his answers. I don't. He doesn't have to. Re, he doesn't have to re-answer his questions because I was not smart enough to understand his answers, like you. Well, will somebody help me out? You. All right. Yeah. Please explain how the guy can stand on the try line in the Super Bowl and there isn't a fella in a white shirt within twenty yards of him. Now, please <laughs> explain to me how does that happen? Magic. Absolute no, no, no. I'll, I'll tell you, George, about the 15, 20 years ago, they changed receivers' routes. They're no longer set in concrete. They're very fluid. And so that's why a receiver quarterback has this great uh, – they have the connectivity. These guys can be so good, much better than they were 30 years ago. They run to space. Literally what you're saying about rugby is what the NFL changed. They changed the routes and gave the receivers the ability to run to space. So you look one way and you run a, basically an option. Every single route is an option. Every single running back is an option. The whole uh, play is very fluid now. So that's why you end up with the, you see a space, somebody fills it. And also the better quarterbacks can use their eyes to deceive the defenders that are covering. And I, I don't know where Mahomes was looking on this particular touchdown. He might not have been looking directly at that receiver when he threw the ball. But that being said, George, he shouldn't be that open. That That's a no. defensive problem. That's not yeah. offensive greatness. That's defensive badness. I, I would have thought so, yeah. I would have thought Yes, absolutely. All right, George, thank you, sir, for coming on one more time and enlightening us. It's a great place to be. Yeah, George yes. Hook was here. George Hook, yes. ladies and gentlemen. George Hook. <laughs> cleats you need them tomorrow if you order today by 3 p.m new york time or noon la time they can have them to you tomorrow young old male female if you're playing on turf if you're playing on grass if you're playing in the rain you're playing in the heat they've got you covered rugbynow.com go there now and we are back great having george once again john especially george is the absolute best he's the greatest he's the goat you're like a, a farm animal, but not a goat. Don't interrupt me ever again. Ever again. How about you asking George questions? Well, I didn't like your answer. He's George Hook. Nobody cares if you like George Hook's answer. Okay. All right. We don't have Gift again with us, but he has got uh, taped 
messages for us as per his picks. So, John, first one up, we've got the URC back in action. And across Europe, uh, the top 14 and the URC are back in action. The Premiership is not. They've closed shop until uh, March 22nd or so. But we also have Japan's Rugby League 1 and our pick of the week. Let's start with your URC pick this week. Yeah, URC did a great thing here. They're not having uh, teams go across uh, hemispheres to play each other. So having all the South African teams stand on South Africa, because obviously they don't have to deal with the Six Nations. So it's a very fair process that they have this week. So all the South African teams are playing each other. European teams playing each other. Give me Zebra at plus 12 and a half hosting Edinburgh. I think, look, Zebra is a different team at home. They've done have played a great in the Challenger Cup. They're playing much better this year. They're a much better team. Mm. And I think at home, especially if Edinburgh leaves anybody out, uh, Edinburgh is going to have a hard time beating them at plus 12 and a half points. Mm. Okay. Uh, you know, that says a lot about Italian rugby, the fact that, that you can actually pick and bet money on Zebra. I've been betting money on Zebra all year long and, and been doing pretty well with Zebra. I bet them on the Challengers Cup. I bet I bet them in the URC. Zebra's really Zebra's gotten so much better. I'm saying they're really good. They've gotten so much better. They're still the the step brother, little brother to Benetton, but they're getting so much better and they play much better at home. They're a tough team at home. It's a real good atmosphere there. All right. Well, I'm gonna go with one of the South African teams. I'm gonna go with the Bulls against the Lions. Six and a half points is the spread right now. The, the good thing about South Africa is they've been off a couple weeks. So you're going to see some good rugby. These guys are ready to play. The weather's good down there right now. They're, you're going to see some great rugby being played down in South Africa. I, I love the South African style rugby, period. But these guys are chomping at the bit to get back at it. And there's going to be a couple of really good games down in South Africa in the URC this week. And the Lions could be the surprise team, not just of South Africa, but of the tournament overall, because they just keep coming at you. But you're picking against them. I am. I am. I'm picking against them this week. So apparently they're not too big a surprise. You know, you're this close to having your mic turned off for a second time in a two-person <laughs> You're the show. one that said they're a big surprise. Are they going to win? No. Gonna... Yeah. All right. And Gift's not with us in the studio, obviously, but here's what he had to say. With my pick for URC, I'm going to be taking Vodcom Bulls for the points against the Lions. Definitely feel like this is going to be a vengeance game for the Lions, but even though it's on the road, Vodcom Bulls have been playing well. Look for them to take the win on this one. Oh, great stuff, Gift. Great stuff. In the top 14, John, which is always confounding, it's even more confounding now, they're back in business, not just for this week, but also next week when the Six Nations resumes. So they don't care, as they say. Who do you like in the top 14 this week? Bordeaux has been incredible, and I'm not sure how much they care about playing against Powell. They play better, obviously, at home, as all French teams do. They're giving up about uh, 10 and a half, 12 and a half points. I'm going to take Bordeaux at home, and I'm going to lay the points. I think Bordeaux beats them by more than two touchdowns. Hmm. Well, you just took my pick, so now I'm going to have to scramble and take somebody else. I think I'm going to go with my team from Bayonne, New Jersey, over Claremont. I'm Aren't taking you like 40 last week again the Six Nations? Yeah, so I can't get any worse. That's the upside. Uh, let's hear what Gift has to say on the top 14. Look for Rossing 92 against Montpellier. I look for Rossing 92 to not only cover the spread, but also get the win. They are not only at home, but they barely lose anybody. Most of their team is mostly South Africans and people from literally everywhere else around the country outside of France. So the whole Six Nations in camp barely even bothers them. I expect this to be 
exactly what we expect from a Rossing 92 team. Absolutely do what they do and do damage. Fabulous, Gip. Fabulous. Let's go to Japan's Rugby League One. John, who do you like? Two matches. Very simple. Burr, Burr Blitz is going to boat race them boys, them Honda boys. They're going to boat race them is what they're going to do. All right, you took my pick again, so I'm going to box There's two in. games there, so there's a 50-50 chance I'll take your pick. There's a 50-50 chance you're getting the finger every time you open your mouth. Ooh. I'm taking the Wild Knights. You New Jersey rats got a temper. Reluctantly taking the Wild Knights, but they are a very, very good team. The Sun Goliath, a plucky good team as well, but I think the Wild Knights at home cover that nine and a half. We have to take a quick break. We'll be right back. From New York City comes America's longest running and most popular rugby show. The biggest names in Major League Rugby, MLR highlights, and big match previews. Rugby Wrap-Up presents MLR Weekly, made in New York City. And we are back. And here's what Gift had to say. Chuck Webner are to punch you. And here's what Gift had to say. Always, always Toyota Verblitz over the Honda Heat. Not even a close game. Like, what are we even trying to talk about there? Verblitz all day, spread and the points and a win. Great gift. And John, I want to go back to what you said right before we saw Gift's pick. Uh, you mentioned the Bayonne bleeder, Chuck Webner. Yep. Personal friend. Don't ever. He doesn't know you. Don't Stop ever. Me. He is not a. How close a friend of his? Or, or yours. He's going to be on your doorstep any second. How close of a friend are you with Chuck? Not, I'm calling you out on this one. I'm Chuck throwing who? down the punk. I'm throwing down a card here. I do not think you know Chuck Webner. All right. Well, we'll just have to wait and see, won't we? In the okay, meantime, okay. If you know Chuck Webner, get a video from Chuck Webner and put it on the show. Otherwise, you apologize to Kingy Bailu and I and Chuck Webner <laughs> for misrepresenting the fact that you are a friend of Chuck Webner. You know what? I met Chuck Webner. You know He's what? I'll, I'll do it. I'll do it. Damn it. I'll. Do it. In the meantime, let's get back to the show. We have our picks of the week before we can get out of here. Who's your pick of the week, John Layfield? That the South African rugby games are going to be awesome. That's my prediction of the week. But my pick of the week is the Stormers going into the Sharks. I've been very disappointed with the Sharks this season. Thought they're going to turn it around. Does not look like they will. The Stormers don't need to turn it around. They're awesome right now. I'm going to pick the Stormers over the Sharks. Ooh. Okay. Sharks are desperate. They got to win everything. They got to basically yeah, win out. They've been desperate for the last three games, and they haven't showed up. I've been surprised. They got a load of talent. I mean, they got so much talent. They got the great left-footed kicker in the backfield. They've got a great amount of talent, but for some reason, they're not putting it together. They might this week. My bet, though, is they won't. And again, here's what Gift had to say. Take the Wild Knights against Sun Goliath for my pick of the week. Let's go. You guys have a good one. Y'all stay cool. Cheers. Safe travels. I'm going to go with Glasgow minus 14 and a half over Dragons. I don't think the Dragons have anything in that match this week. So I'm, I'm going with Glasgow, despite the fact they're diminished by players missing for the Six Nations. Oh, what a dandy. What a dandy. What a great show. I, and on that note, I want to thank Mr. John Bradshaw Layfield, the WWE Hall of Famer turned rugby advocate. Mr. King Gifte Bailu won his world travels. Mr. George Hook, the Irish rugby legend. And thank you for tuning in. Please check out our other shows, including MLR Weekly, the College Rugby Wrap-Up. Hit that subscribe button on YouTube. 
And please sign up for our American Red Cross Blood Donor Team. I think George Hook is right. Use record stuff just so you can sit around in your basement. You're not looking at the lens. Would you just Why am I look- looking at the lens? The lens is up there. <laughs>